Okay, well, when I was thinking about today, they're kind of unexpected. I thought, you know, life can be really bizarre at times. Um, it's full of the unknown and the unexpected. If you had go back to yourself as a younger, kind of almost child, and you were to explain to someone what might happen to you, um, I wonder how many people would actually believe you. Um, we just don't know what's going to happen. Um, like the sprouts earlier, they were chocolate. Life can be really surprising, uh, both good and bad. And, and it's not just us, is it? It's family and friends as well. There are things that perhaps we swore that uh, w- our family members would never do or would never happen to them. And then maybe they did, and it did. The possibilities are really endless of what might happen. And that makes life both really exciting on one hand and on the other, really terrifying. You know, God's methods of dealings with us um, can sometimes feel leave us feeling a little bit bewildered. You know, why would God, for example, command Joshua to take an army and march around a city for a week? It seems really strange. What good could come of maybe allowing Paul and Silas to be arrested and beaten without any cause? Why would he choose Joseph, for example, to save people through servitude and prison? And why, indeed, would he choose to save us by allowing his only son to die? The why question is constantly thrown at God. Why, why, why? And if you're a follower of Jesus, you often ask that yourself as well. We can all add our own whys to the list, can't we? Sometimes we get, it's a mystery. God works in mysterious ways. But that just doesn't seem to cut it, actually. For me, I ask, you know, why did God allow me to know him, but I've got family members that seem to be miles away from him? And you'll add your own. When it comes to the moment in history where God bursts into creation to put right these things, we hope that it would be sudden, quick, finished, done. But that is not how he works. It's no less bewildering. Why, for example, would God deliberately choose to be born as a human being? Have his birth surrounded by shame and controversy? Why would he allow astronomers hundreds of miles away to recognize his birth, yet the people around him didn't notice? Why would he announce his first arrival to some shepherds? God's ways simply sometimes don't make sense to us. In Isaiah, God puts it like this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. And how true that is. So what can we say? You know, if, you know, if it's confusing, How does all that he's revealed to us about himself help us? If he's constantly acting in new and unpredictable ways, is God actually someone we can trust? Well, I would say yes. You know, God might be silent at times in our lives. Other times he's real and impacting and dynamic. His actions can sometimes be confusing 
or seemingly bizarre, like a rushing wind or flame on people's heads. But his promises, his character never changes. It says in the Bible that he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is in his character, in his nature, unchanging. He's revealed that he's merciful, gracious, patient, loving, just, abounding in mercy and truth. He knows the hairs on our heads. He knows the thoughts in our heads. The Bible tells us he collects our tears and he hears it when we cry. He's the one who gave us breath. He's the reason you're sitting in the chair that you're sitting in now. He makes life possible. And when it comes to Jesus' birth, 18 prophecies were fulfilled just at that moment. Some thousands of years old. Yes, confusing, bizarre, but they were fulfilled that day. And those who were looking, the Magi, saw what was happening. Those who were waiting, like Anna the prophet, rejoiced when she saw the Saviour had come. And the shepherds were ready to act when they were given the green light. And everything the angelic beings told them was true. If you'd asked the shepherds how they thought they might hear that the Messiah has come... They might say something, well, I suppose we'll find out when everyone else does. But strangely and unexpectedly, they're the first to know. They're the first to know how it happened and who it was. It was a bizarre encounter. Perhaps you've had a bizarre encounter yourself that you couldn't explain. Perhaps it was an experience that propelled you to find out more about Jesus. Do you know, mine was the bizarrest of all, I think, but, you know, everyone's got one. My mum had had hired someone to come, a spiritual healer, to come and heal her horse. Bizarre, I know. Very bizarre. But I found that I couldn't stay in the stable because I felt so physically sick when I was around this happening. And it propelled me to go and read something about Christian healing. And that propelled me to hear... Uh, testimonies about people getting healed and eventually led to me becoming a Christian and putting my trust in Jesus. As humans, we can swing from feelings of feeling that we're the most important person in the world to the least important. But God remains utterly constant the same. He's the most important, but that doesn't negate your importance to him. Jesus' birth demonstrates God is committed to reaching out to us, that we might know him and his character and his love for us. And Christmas Day reminds us again that God does do, doesn't do things our way. He surprises us. He wants to get our attention because we are important to him. So today I just say God is asking you again, will you trust me? Even when I'm silent and I seem a million miles away, when life seems confusing and mysterious and not the way you planned it. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are far beyond your ways. But also, my love is far beyond yours. My mercy is deeper than yours. My patience far outweighs yours. And I will never stop reaching for you. We're going to sing again now, together. Hark the herald, angels sing, as we remember how those shepherds unexpectedly were told of the Messiah's birth.
on just for a few moments thinking a bit more about these surprises. As we, as we heard, surprises are usually great, aren't they? Usually they're nice. Sometimes they're a bit woo. Um, the Christmas story, uh, as we've heard, uh, is full of surprises. And I'm going to be thinking uh, just for a moment or two about how God can surprise us and what do we do when that happens? How do we react to it? What are the ways that God can surprise us when he can surprise us, first of all, some of us, as we just heard perhaps, by when we realize that he is there, that he is real, and that he does things, that he's active. Of course, that's what drives him in that is his great love for us. So it can be a surprise to discover that God is there at all. And it can be a surprise as well to realize that God wants us to be, rather God wants to be involved with us. That there's a rescuer who's come to save us. That there's a king who's come to rule our lives and to sort them out and to change us. So how do you get on with surprises? Who likes surprises? Maybe you're not. not sorry, I'm not going to give you one now. I think maybe you thought I was going <clears> to <throat> do something surprising. Uh, yeah, maybe you're like maybe the, like me. I'm not sure that I do like surprises that much because you never quite know what's happening and I, I don't know what's, what to do with it when, when the surprise comes often. And, and I thought we'd just think for a few minutes about how some people in the Christmas story, how they reacted to these surprises they got from God. And I'm going to ask us to uh, ask George Hale. George is, uh, I think, perhaps the oldest member of our community almost. George Hale is going to read a few verses from Luke chapter 2. Thank you, George. You need to be very close. Thank you. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, in which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, George. Yeah, give a round of applause if you like. Oh, sorry. Oh, I trip over a young baby. Sorry. Could have been a, could have been a surprise that nobody wanted. Right. Uh, okay, so... Two, two kinds of reactions we saw there. The shepherds, they had a big surprise, didn't they, out on the hillside. They heard the news, they heard, they had this journey to Bethlehem, and they find that it was just as they were told. And they were amazed, they were surprised, there was this kind of, uh, wow factor. And they overflowed with it, and they told everyone that, you know, wow, it's a surprise. 
Now I wonder whether we as believers, as followers of Jesus, we need a bit more of the wow factor in our lives, don't we? We get kind of a bit used to it. We've heard this stuff so many times. Uh, we need to remember, God has done an amazing thing and, and it's great to react to the surprise with a wow. It's marvelous. Thank you, God. And we worship Christ. We rediscover why we worship him, why we love him. And we live with him with enthusiasm. So that's, you can be, have a surprise and it's a wow. But there's another reaction, and there's Mary. How does she react? Did you see what it said, or did you hear what George read to us? That She had the biggest surprise of all, I guess. Nobody was expecting that, what happened to her. What's her reaction? Well, she would have had her wow moments, and we know that she did, because we read about them. But here we read, she pondered in her heart. She processed it. She took it on board. She made it part of her life. Not just the events that happened, but the significance. And we we need that reaction too to surprises, don't we? To this surprise, to God's surprises. To kind of take it on board. To get it into our lives. To make it part of who we are. We need to be like Mary in that way and follow it to where it leads us into a different kind of life. See, wow is great. Wow is a great way to be reacting to what God does. And lots of us get the wow at Christmas. God may be doing something in your life or has done. You think, whoa, that's amazing. But let's not miss the chance to go deeper. If it is, if it really is true, then it's the most significant thing that's ever happened. So as we get the surprises of it all, let's go beyond the wow factor this Christmas, shall we? To find the God who comes to rescue us and to change us. If uh, you've had one of those wow factors and maybe it got lost somewhere over the years, we've got a few little booklets here called Try Praying. It's a way of kind of going back and responding and saying, God, yeah, I think you are there, but I'd like to find out more. And it kind of teaches you to pray for a week. It's got some stuff from the Bible in it. Just pick up one of these as you go and use it if you like. There's some other stuff on the table on the right as you go out of the door. Feel free to uh, pick that up.